in January, PFM, and your favorite technology-focused radio conversation is back on your dial. My name is Philip Sean. Welcome to City Trends. so good to be coming your way once again with some relevant technology conversations it's a brand new year but hey the conversations do continue on the show this is your number one radio show focused on technology conversations and guess what we're going to start off the year with some very interesting revelations all about artificial intelligence and some of the things that um, you should be looking out for in the coming year that were unveiled at the consumer electronics show in the u.s but that's not all we're going to be discussing on the show today because today I will be telling you about some of the things you're going to be doing on the show for the course of the year, some of the segments that you know, some of the segments you don't know, and some of the surprises that we have up our sleeves as well. The show is proudly sponsored by First National Bank. We're proud to have them on board, and it's going to be a great show, so you can be a part of the conversation. Just send us a WhatsApp on the WhatsApp number 0549-986-996. The number once again is 0549-986-996. Alternatively, you can send us a message as well on Twitter by simply adding the hashtag CityTrends. That's C-I-T-I-T-R-E-N-D-S. It's going to be a great show and we are more than happy to have you join us. Today's show is going to focus on um, the power of artificial intelligence and how it is transforming technology development globally. Now, the insights and the products from the Consumer Electronics Show, which um, ended sometime last week, is going to basically be, we're going to be picking lessons from that particular show and also telling you about some of the new developments that are happening around the globe. It's going to be a great chat. In the studio, I have Ernest Ni Ajay or Aja. Akron and Bernard Archibald Beidou. They are both associate software engineering analysts. We'll be asking them what exactly that is. Um, and they work with Rancard and we'll be finding out more from them. So sit back, relax. Make sure you take down the number 0549-986-996 or send us a tweet using the hashtag C-I-T-I-T-R-E-N-D-S. <music>
Has your computer developed a problem you don't understand? Is your phone refusing to respond? Is there a computer virus you're battling with? Are you having problems signing into your account? Share your tech problems with City Trends and we will get the experts to help you solve them. Send us your problems via WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. You can also send us a tweet using the hashtag CityTrends. Share your thoughts and opinions on the show via the WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. Tweet at us using hashtag CityTrends. So every January, there's a conversation globally about CES, Consumer Electronics Show. It is basically an annual trade show organized by the Consumer Technology Association. It's held every January um, in Las Vegas in the U.S. And it's basically a meeting ground for new products, for um, companies to come and showcase, you know, some of the new innovations that they have on offer. Um consumer electronics phones like think about it anything that has to do with groundbreaking technology being used to change the way we view our world is basically showcased at ces every year every january and it happened again this year and a lot of people have been following it but it's not just about the fact that it was ces it's about some of the lessons that were picked up from ces and one of the biggest lessons that um we we picked up from CES this year was about the u usage of artificial intelligence and how prominent it has become over such a short period of time and how people are deploying it in all sorts of manners and all sorts of ways. And so we reach out to two individuals who um, they, they might not necessarily look that geeky, but they do enjoy the geeky side of life, but then they have a good laugh as well. So Ernest and um, Bernard are associate software engineering analysts at Rankard. Um, what, so first of all, gentlemen, you're welcome to the show. Um, real pleasure to have you guys. Um, what exactly is an associate software engineering analyst supposed to be doing on a daily basis? <laughs> okay, Philip. Thanks very much for having us today. Um, we're excited to be here. So, associate software engineering analyst. Mm -hmm. It's just a mouthful. And yeah, I don't know why you even want to have it. Yeah, basically, we are software engineers. Okay. So, um, we all know what software engineers do. That is, we architects build and deploy software solutions. Right. But what we do, that's Archibald and I at Rankard, is that we work with Rankard's Innovation Lab and we handle research and development in a host of areas. Things like machine learning, artificial intelligence, and new innovations that directly plug into our products and enable Rankard mm. to win to, as a business right. and also help our clients to win. Not bad. Not yeah. bad. Yeah, so um, when Niaja was talking, he mentioned some few things right. um, about deep learning, and we would like to um, talk about what deep learning is. Now, mm. deep learning is... Now, first of all, let me start by saying this. On, on average, every human being has billions and billions of neurons. And what do these neurons do? Um, 
when a human being wants to take um, a decision, it's these neurons that activate certain pathways, try to draw some mappings of whatever you know, so that you can arrive at a certain decision. Now, um, what deep learning aims to achieve is to is to mimic the behavior of this brain and then put all of these into machines so mm. that they can actually do things as if it's a human being that's doing it, make mm. decisions and do a whole lot of stuff. Mm. Yeah. Is that is that the basis of artificial intelligence? Is that sort of like the base upon which um, the whole ecosystem of artificial intelligence sort of built upon? Now, um, when we talk about artificial intelligence, mm. it's it's a whole lot. It's it's Too very much. it's very very big. And if we decide to talk about artificial intelligence, I think we'd have to take like two, three, <laughs> even years to talk about yeah. it. But um, deep learning and machine learning is an aspect of of it of of AI, and um, it's it's that part that um helps machines to learn. Mm. Okay, there there are other forms of AI that um helps agents or let's say these AI agents make decisions based on ground rules. Right. Okay. So they are already there. So when the AI wants to make a decision, you know that okay there's this and this leads to that and that leads to that. So if someone should probably ask like what exactly is AI or what exactly is artificial intelligence? Like how how do we even answer that? Okay. So the thing is artificial intelligence as a field when it started around the late nineteen fifties it was basically supposed to be modeling human intelligence right. in machines, mm. okay? But as time went on, and when you hear artificial intelligence today, let's take it that there are two different aspects. There's ANI, that's artificial narrow intelligence, mm. and AGI, artificial general intelligence. Mm. Most of the time, when we hear artificial intelligence, we are talking about ANI. So that's artificial intelligence, that's very good at specific tasks. Right. So these are models that can do particular things very well. Mm. They can do it way better than humans. I think we've heard about um, AlphaGo. So that's a machine learning model that can be the world best players at Go. Mm. We've also heard about machine learning models that also play chess and can beat grandmasters. Mm. So the thing is, even though these things are very impressive, they do one thing and they do it very well. Right. So that's artificial narrow intelligence. Mm. When we talk about AGI, artificial general intelligence, I think we would say that was the original goal for AI. So that's machines, that's software that understands and can apply common sense, mm. let me say. Mm. So it can look and it can learn mm. and it can do that in a host of areas. So when we talk about the AI systems we have today, they can do one thing very well, but they are not as good as a four-year-old child at common sense, right. basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so um to add so, I mean when I when I see it in that sense so what like like what's the big magic like what's the big deal okay so um the Even a four year old can still be <laughs> good at common I I don't know so the the magic comes in when you realize that um first of all it's is the impression we ba we have about machines right? right we know that machines are supposed to be um take input and then give us something now, rubbish in rubbish out yes mm. yeah so now. When somebody comes and realizes that, oh, this machine, even if I provide in rubbish, it's able to give me an answer as if it's a human being that mm. is sitting somewhere manipulating. Mm. That is where the magic comes in, mm. right? So when you talk about artificial intelligence, it's about giving um, machines. Now, when you talk about machines, it's not, we shouldn't see escalators somewhere doing a whole lot of stuff. It could be your headset. It could mm. be your wristwatch. It could be your mobile phone. And these things are stuff that we interact with. And mm. if it has reached a point where it's, um, make decisions as if it's a human being somewhere mm -hmm. given its orders then I think it's something that 
it's quite magical. Yeah, it's it, for for someone who probably hasn't encountered AI in in its most physical form. Oh, okay. Like, what kind of real life examples can can you paint for people who have no idea what AI really is about? Okay, so the thing is, sometimes most of us don't realize it, but already AI is integrated into almost every aspect or every facet of our lives. Right. For example, if you go on Instagram, when you go to your explore tab, you always find content that is relevant to you. You always find things that you want to interact with. How does Facebook do this? So they look at the billions of posts on IG mm-hmm. every day. There's an AI that looks at that and it tries to learn what is relevant to you, Philip, or you, Archibald. And is able to pick out the things that you want to interact with. Mm. So even in Instagram, we have AI there. Because a human being cannot sit down and look at all the posts and say that Philip will like ABC. So let's show it to him. So we have AI that is able to go through all that data and is able to give you relevant stuff. If you go to Google search, right now everything that happens in Google search is basically AI. So it's able to understand your queries a little bit better. They call it the knowledge graph. Mm. So if you search for a human being to the left of sorry, to the right of your screen, you see more information about that person. Mm. So basically, I understood your query. If you look at Google Maps, Google Maps is able to tell you the best route to take based on traffic congestion and other things. Mm. If you look at even... Yeah, so one thing I wanted to talk about, I don't know, Philip, have you realized this? You can go to YouTube today, you can watch some videos, mm. listen to, let's say, Shatawale, you listen to Stoneboy, and the next time you come, you have um, suggestions or recommendations yeah. from other let's say um dance hall at right. somewhere right now how how would a human being know that okay today um philip listened to this song so maybe he would like to listen to that song mm. and all all of these things are ai systems there's okay. something weird that happens on facebook these days okay, okay. not these days like okay. i get these tag notices where something or someone that looks like me like i'm it's suggested that i should tag myself because the end Honestly, like nine times out of ten, it is probably a picture of me or someone who looks almost like me. Is that is that like AI being deployed in that sense? Okay, like that's it. That's what you just described. And now what, mm. what Facebook does is that we, we all upload content. We all upload um, pictures and stuff like that on Facebook. And mm. what um, Facebook does is that it's, it, it's been able to develop these models such that it will recognize you. Right. When he sees a picture of you, you know that it is Philip. Mm. Now, if somebody posts a picture somewhere, now this picture goes through the model, and the model is able to predict that, oh, there might be a certain Philip in this picture. Mm. There might be a certain Ernest in this picture. Why don't we tag the person? You get it. So the picture comes, and then you'll be in there. Right. How many, how many, um, how many posts go to Facebook a day? Millions and millions. Yeah. Right. So um, what... And then if, if you give that picture to a human being, the human being will be able to say, okay, this is Philip. So why don't we teach the, the machine to be able to arrive at this same decision, mm. right? So when we do that, we, give, we, we leave the model there, the model takes all these pictures, and then is able to predict the people that it sees in, in that, in that um, um, image. Right? Okay, so a key thing I would like to add to the Facebook example is the fact that the more times you look at a picture and you say, this was Philip. Right. So when they show you a picture and ask if it was you, and you say that this was actually me. So all this is information that is going back into the model to make it better. Right. So that's why you always see people looking for data, more data. Mm. You see, the more data we have, the better these models are at predicting things. Mm. Yeah. So mm. That's, that's interesting.
Share your thoughts and opinions on the show via the WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. Tweet at us using hashtag CityTrend. All right. So, yes, indeed, you can get in touch with us um, as you heard that. So, talking about CES 2020, what were your impressions about some of the technologies that were on display? And if you have some that, like, stuck in your mind um, from some of the exhibitors and things like that, you, you can let us know. Okay, so um, CES, um, CES is a quite interesting issue, right? Um, it's It gives the platform to um, manufacturers, developers, and companies to come and showcase the ideas they have for mm. that particular year. It could be um, a prototype. It could be something that they have developed in the lab, right? To give, to show the, the world the kind of innovations that they are working on. The, um, quite some few um, interesting things came out of CES 2020, and um, some of them really caught my attention. Mm. Like, it's, it's, some of them were really, like, you, you think about them and be like, wow, um, I don't think even... This How do they even think about that? Yes, right. yes, and even looking at the kind of you know, like the way it, um, the innovation level is. I don't. We don't know whether we can even get these things here in Africa or something like that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. So what 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 were some of those technologies that, that stuck out for you? Yeah. So um, I've I followed um, CES personally, and then one thing that caught my attention was was Bali. Um, Bali is was developed by um, Samsung, right, and you know, um, people are quite um, familiar with Alexa, Siri, right? right? Amazon's um, Echo, those kind of stuff. Now, w one thing that is unique about Bali is that it is movable, mm. right? So it can follow you everywhere you go, mm. right? And then was it a little ball? That little ball, yeah. Okay, yeah. so um, so imagine um, a ball the size like of a tennis ball. Yes. That follows you around everywhere you go. Yes. It has a camera, yes. so it can actually notice like where you're going and everything. Imagine a ball like that following you around your house. Yes, I'm assisting you. Like you can talk to the ball. You can like schedule assignments. Yes. You can do whatever you want by just speaking to the little ball that is full. Imagine something like that, and that's what you're talking about. <laughs> why? Why was it so? <laughs> no, uh, interesting one, for you. One thing is. Um, well, being a, t a tech guy, it's not just looking at it following you, but right. the kind of um, intuition, the kind of um, um, the work that went into that. Mm. Now, um, in there, in that little ball, you could see a lot of AI. You right. could see a lot of models in there. There's speech recognition. There's image recognition. There's um, a, a knowledge base in there. There's a question and answer. So like a whole lot Everything. of things. Like you could see... Um, they see big, big things narrowed down into a single ball. And when you look at it, you might think that this thing does nothing. Mm. But if you are to dissect, you see that there's a whole lot of stuff in mm. there. I tell you, it's, 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 it's very, very... Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, very. I'd like to continue on Bali because it also caught my eye. Right. I think um, the interesting thing about Bali for me is the fact that it looks like an evolution of um, smart speakers. Mm. So the thing about smart speakers is the main interface for interacting with them is your voice, right? Yeah. So if you look at the Amazon Echo, Alexa, Google Home, Apple Home, all of them use your voice. I think what Bolly is doing is trying a new form of input into the mix. So that's vision. Mm. So Bolly has cameras. Mm. So now it's not just about hearing what you're saying, but it's also looking. So um, they give this 
part of the demo where someone was doing a yoga exercise and Bolly went behind the person to look at how the person's hands were placed, <laughs> then suggested that no, it's not like that, it's like this. So it's just right. It's just it's just a, a higher level of home assistant mm. where it's not just about you talking to it, but it also follows you around to and, be able to preempt. And, and yeah, exactly. So, and that that's the part that really gets to me. The yeah. fact that it's actually able to analyze a pattern. Yes of yourself and what you do and then is able to go beyond just giving you what you ask of it but then also suggest things to you as well because it's it's learning it's basically learning right it, it becomes part of you and tries to capture your movement tries to capture your daily routine and stuff like that so mm-hmm. let's say you you are to go to work um today at seven and then you miss it and maybe Bolly will come and they wake you up because mm. you know that at this time my master is supposed to go to work. Mm. Now, one thing that is very, very funny about Bolly is imagine going to take a shower and Bolly is following you. <laughs> <laughs> now, that would be very, very tragic, right? <laughs> I mean, we have concerns about data now. <laughs> yes, so definitely. And, and security and everything else because yes, imagine yes. someone, um, quote-unquote, borrows your Bolly. Like, then what happens? But, I mean, still, still on it. Which other things really stuck out for you um, over the course of the one-week... Um, CES um, as happened um, over the course of last week. Any any other technologies that really um, stuck out for you? Okay, so another thing that um, we noticed about CES is so tech is no longer just about hard machines and maybe computers and maybe cars and all that. But you see companies from other industries like food mm. coming into CES. Mm. So there's this interesting company called Impossible Foods. Mm. Um, what kind of meats do you like? You like goat meat? <laughs> I prefer goat meat. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I don't really, play with my goat meat really and my like chicken. Pork. You know? I really like yeah, pork. Yeah. I really like I, pork. I, I believe um, what is unique about pork is the the the, um, the evil spirit that Jesus plays. <laughs> 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 it gives it. It gives it. It gives it. Yeah. So you see, um, the person that created Impossible Foods was concerned about climate change. Okay because of the so the CO2 emissions from rain animals so if you look at the contribution of cows to CO2 emissions it's quite high mm. so this guy he was a professor at the time from Stanford he decided to look for plant-based alternatives to meat mm. so this company produces meats from plants so as you go and the texture it looks like meat if you taste it they claim I haven't tasted it they claim it tastes like meat but it's actually no, based on chop it alone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it will ever take over here. But what? yeah, so it looks like meat. Mm. The texture and everything, it looks so realistic. If you go online and look just, at it's the pictures. It's plant-based. It's plant-based. Totally mm. plant-based. And it's more healthy and it's better for the environment. And they are making waves. So they, they, we, a lot of noise was made about them last year. So last year what they demoed was basically um, a party. So the meat in a beggar. Hmm. So that's what they rolled out last year. This year they went for Archibald's favorite pork. Right. So it seems they are rolling out more and more kinds of different types of meat, which and are plant plant based, which are plant based. Right. So they are gaining traction. Mm. So if you are, <laughs> if you are in America, if you go for so be, they have a partnership with Burger King, right. Where for their vegetarian customers, they actually that's serve. For them. Yeah. So they actually serve a burger wow. that is totally. Wow plant-based but tastes like meat well, I'll, I'll be coming to take your final um, um products that really stuck out for you at um, um ces but we have some messages and i'll just like to take them hi good evening for the interesting conversation on ai i want to ask if all automations are ai driven or 
automations can be independent of AI. That's a message from Fred inside Medina. Anybody wants to take that real quick? So he's asking, Fred is asking, um, I want to ask if all automations are AI driven or automations can be independent of AI. Um, I think in some instances, yes. I think in some instances, yes. Um, because um, some automations are, some automations follow these hard rules, right? After do this, when you are done doing this, do this. Mm. After that, do that. You mm. don't really need intelligence in there, right. right? So some automations can follow strict rules and it will be fine. Right. Yeah. Right. Second um, um, comment coming in. Pascal, a buddy in Adenta, says, I'm excited about the AI or the AI discussion. Explanations are simple to understand. I hope more and more people get to realize that AI isn't rocket science. In a certain sense, some people see yeah, it, it as. And everyone can get to embrace the AI revolution. Kudos. Well, thank you so much, Pascal, for getting in touch with your comments there. And your comments are indeed welcome on 0549986996. Or send us a message on Twitter using the hashtag C-I-T-I-T-R-E-N-D-S. We will be very glad to have your comments. So make sure they are coming through. So final round of um, the technologies that stuck out for you at CES. If you can just give us that one before we hone into the specific things about CES, um, especially connected with AI, that really stuck out for you and then we can wrap up on the conversation. Um, Alright, so um, one last thing that I would like to talk about is the, is the new um, visor that, um, that, that was developed by Bosch in mm. Germany, right? Okay. So now these, these you know, um, in, in vehicles right now, we have this, this um, visor that you, you roll down when you, the sun is shining on your, on, your, on your eyes or something mm. like that. Now what these people did was to, now they, they made the thing transparent, right? Mm. And then they placed cameras in there. Now, what the camera does is it tracks your eye movement. So it sees that, okay, you're looking this way. Now, how do I block the sun from getting in contact with your eye? Right. So now when they, when they determine where your eyes are, they try and darken that part. <laughs> right. so, oh so it's 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 a transparent screen. Right. Right. You can see through it. But when, when the sun hits on it, some parts are being are darker than some other parts. Yes, and it's it's not as if it's static. Right. When you move your head this way, it follows you. When you move your head that way, it follows you. Just and it's just based on your eye movement as well. Yes, image recognition in there. It's it's very very. And I I, I think um, what I think we will be seeing this soon in in most of the cars that will be released later this year. Wow. Wow. It's, it's, any, it's any, any, any other technologies that struck, struck out for you? Um, so, um, most of the time, CES, there are so many serious um, tech solutions that right. you see around. Um, even there's this company, Brainco. So, Brainco, that's prosthetic hands. Mm. Now, what's special about Brainco's prosthetic hands is it actually uses your brain signals and brain waves to move the prosthetics. So there's this AI training within the prosthetic hand that tries to detect the signals from the amputated part of your body. Mm. Then it tries to learn what different signals mean in relation to you. Mm. So then it's able to move the hand as if it was yours. Mm. And it's... Wow. Sorcery. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's basically using your brain signals. Yes. Yeah. 
to so it and it translates that for the arm to do what your brain, brain is telling the, it to, to do. do yeah. Yeah. Yo. Artificial hand. Shall Yo. Um the, the the last one that I was I really liked was robots. Right. So what robots does is if you're in the loo and you're out of role, it actually brings you some. <laughs> so, I think that was the most practical thing from CES 2020. <laughs> That's something we all like to buy. <laughs> yes, indeed. That is something that we would definitely all like to buy. And it's called Robot. Robot, yeah. Robot, yeah. Um, please look out for it when you travel. Um, if it comes to Ghana, we'll tell you about it so you can go grab it. But, I mean, w- clearly, the world is moving into a space where artificial intelligence it's like, it's like water or yeah. air. But at the base of it is data. Without data, all of that is not possible. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, coming back into our space, like how much more work do we need to do to be able to get our technology entrepreneurs working so much better with number one, data, and number two, building some of these kind of solutions that quite frankly, do blow your mind. But when you think about it, it's like, why didn't we think about it in the first place? Mm. Okay, so, um, first of all, we, we need to accept it. We need to accept that, um, as somebody mentioned in the comments, AI is not rocket science. Everybody everybody can do that, right? So it's, and then the information too is out there. Ghanaians need to read more about AI. Ghanaians need to research how to build systems like that. And then I, I believe... Um, the um, the government can also help mm. in the sense that they need to open up when it when it comes to data acquisition and mm. stuff like that. Now, data is expensive, mm. right? There's um, we went for a program I think last year, and Google is sponsoring most um, startups in Uganda. Mm. What I did, you might think that Google don't don't know what they are doing with their money. They are just um, sponsoring a company that is into air quality monitoring, mm. right? But when you think about it, you see that now, if I'm giving you money to develop your systems, I'm giving you database to store your stuff, at the end, all the data that you collect comes, comes back, back to me. me. Mm. And now what, what can I do with the data? I mm. just, I can't do anything. Mm. And then the value I'm going to get out of it will be more than the money that I pumped into into your startup. Mm. So um, I think the government should should help. And then also, um, private sectors should, can also come in and mm. then Okay, so an- another thing I'd like to add, and one of the key tenants of the success of tech companies in Silicon Valley has been the partnership between academia and industry. Mm. So if you look at some of these top tech firms, if you look at the heads of their AI labs, people like Andrew Ng, Ian Lee Khan, you see that these are guys that were in faculty. Mm. So you see that there's this sort of collaboration between academia and the industry. So you look at a lot of the data sets that are used for training when you are when you start out in AI and machine learning. Mm. You see that these were this was data generated by universities right. and this was given out to industry and people try to learn from that. Mm. So I think it's very important that um, universities, so when I say academia, especially universities, right. embrace this sort of AI revolution, embrace this sort of openness when it comes to data mm. so that entrepreneurs don't have to go through so much stress to gather this data mm. because these institutions have been gathering data all through the years yeah. for people's projects and all. So mm. I think it's very important that in our space, we also replicate that and try to have that sort of synergy with the with academia. Yeah. So I'm um, adding to that, you see that when you, when there's that bridge, okay, Students 
also tend to like the applications of AI, right? Right, right now, we see it as it a becomes almost second nature to them. Yes, yeah. yes, because they are like this company want to do this. Now we have students who be uh, who volunteer to gather data, volunteer to research, volunteer to build models, train models, deploy them, hack the models, and then learn from the hacks of the models to hack again. <laughs> <laughs> and then later, later see that, oh, wow, but whatever I invested my time in is actually working somewhere. Yeah. It's, it gives you some form of fulfillment yeah. and it's it to also help. We have one more comment and hi, great program. Awesome discussion. My issue is we sometimes have discussions in the office and when I go online, um, say YouTube or Facebook, my suggestions are those discussions we were just having. Is this snooping based AI or what? Thanks, Ejari from Achimota. Thank you, Ejari. Thank you so much for that one. It is so true. We're having a conversation about some shoes and then I go onto Google and it's suggested to me. Is this snooping AI or what exactly is it? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ejari from Achimota. Um, so the thing is, we need to understand that because of the recent backlashes when it comes to data privacy and all, Google and all these tech firms give you so much control nowadays over the data that you give them. So the truth of the matter is unless you say, okay, Google, no data from your phone is actually going to the cloud. Right. That's how the model has been built. The thing we need to understand is that as human beings, we are not as special as we think sometimes. <laughs> so people are actually searching for shoes too. Right. And a lot of people are looking for a particular thing. So when you go online and you and see you that... sort of fall within the, the, a certain age range or something like that, or your your particulars are sort of within... So, you see, giving it to you. So sometimes it's not like it's listening to you, but people are actually just looking for the same thing. So that, that's why... <laughs> But Shalini, I would, I would, I would try and then I wouldn't support you on that because <laughs> I, I think, I think these these companies, right? They are, they are like in the political sense, they are brothers, yeah. right? Google and Amazon, they are brothers. So, so if somebody goes to um, Amazon and search for something, some uh, Google can say, oh, Charlie, you somebody came, because all these things um, helps in the art industry, right? right. Yeah, so. I think I think that's it. That's it. I mean, so wrapping up on the conversation, um, it's it's all well and good yeah. that you know all this technology exists and it's exciting and everything. But bringing it back home, bringing to the basics, you know, what in your opinions do you think we need to do to be able to first of all get the best benefits out of the application of AI within a Ghanaian you know, setting or system, and how do we even move forward with it? Okay. You know? um, this is very, very important. And one thing you we've realized with is with Google is that um, they didn't start off building solutions for the whole world, right? Now, what um what they did was to create the niche from for themselves in the US, mm. right? So back here in Ghana, we shouldn't think of solving Google scale problems. We should create the niche for ourselves in Ghana. When it comes to Ghanaian setting, we should be the masters here. We, we can develop ourselves in to, um, to the extent where Google will come to you and say, oh, I want to tackle a specific thing in your country. And I could see that you are the, the chief here. So yeah. let me just plug into your system. And then together, we'll make the world a better place. So mm. I think Ghanaians, we should create the niche for ourselves here. Mm. So mm. We, should, we should try and get data on 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 Ghanaian context, trying to train models on Ghanaian context, and we shouldn't be thinking about trying to solve problems that is in Indonesia or something like right. that. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. Yeah, um, I think I actually I said it all. I think it's important that we, 
as a people try to solve problems that are specific to us with solutions that are specific to us. Mm. But sort of to take away from what he said too, I think it's also important to learn from what these guys have done already. Right. So if you look at how um, the AI growth is happening in America, China, you see there are different models that are being used. Mm. In America, it's more led by the private firms. In China, you see yeah. governments taking an That's active cool. interest in yeah. fu- funding AI so much. I think yearly they plan to put about $150 billion into AI research as a government. So I think it's important that we look at what these AI superpowers are doing and we try to hmm. learn from them, yeah. even as much as we try to do things that are for us. All right, so we have some two messages. Um, Vincent, one from Vincent. Vincent says, what advice does me um, have for young graduates who are interested in AI roles? That's coming from me in Medina. <laughs> okay, Vincent. So the thing about AI is it's generated a lot of buzz recently. Hmm. And the thing about the tech space also is that material is so easy to find online. Sometimes the problem is even the fact that it's too much, so you don't know where to start from. Um, there's this guy called Andrew Ng. He was a lecturer at Stanford. He led Google's AI lab, also Baidu. It's a Chinese company. Yeah. He has a lot of material for that. So you could start off with his AI is for everybody. So it's a short course where he just talks about what AI is, what AI can do. So it's a high-level view of the AI space. Mm. Then when you want to go deeper, he also has a course on Coursera for machine learning. So if you just Google Andrew Ng machine learning, the Coursera course there is actually very good. And after you're done with that course, you can actually pay for a certificate. And I think over 70% of the people that took that course actually got jobs. So, and the thing about tech is also you can work remotely. So you can be sitting here in Ghana and you can be doing things for Google all the way in San Francisco. Incredible. Hi there. Good discussion there. Um, May I know the security implications of AI? If there are, what measures are there to remedy the situation that's coming from Albert all the way in Tema? Um, Okay, so um, people can apply AI in a very negative sense, right? Um, Somebody, we are talking about, we talked about uh, Bali right now. And... Let's say somebody wants to build a body, but for, um, for let's say, um, drone attacks, right? So you train, you train, give body um, Philip's image. See, anywhere you see Philip, just... Finishing. Just, yes. And, and people can do that. People can do that. Mm. It's, it's very, very possible, mm. and people can do that. So for the negative implications, it's, it's, it's there. Now, for security, mm. there are a lot of works going on with security, right? right. Um, the industry players are trying to come up with policies and ways which people can use and apply AI, even governing the kind of data that you use to train models mm. so that it wouldn't be biased, right? right? There are certain situations where an AI model, we see that somebody will know that somebody is, is, is black. And right. the, because the person is black, there are so many things associated with being black and right. all these things can take effect. So there are agencies, there are industry players who are coming up with... Um, policies and stuff like that to to address some of these issues interesting um so yeah i mean it's 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 been a great conversation thank you guys so much for for coming and joining us um it's i can only imagine what else we can do with it but like you said it's it's a very basics we have to start from the basics and build on top of that to be able to get any meaningful benefit from artificial intelligence intelligence and applying it appropriately but um gentlemen thank you so much for for joining us um, you as so you can see you you guys have a lot of fans um, your, <laughs> a lot of your fans have been have been tuning in and thank you so much also for 
for uh, making time to join us on our very first show. Enesni Aja Akron yes. and Bernard um, Archibald Beidu. They are both Associate Software Engineering Analysts at Rancard. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for joining us. Now, it's time for you to know what we are going to do on City Trends in 2020. Has your computer developed a problem you don't understand? Is your phone refusing to respond? Is there a computer virus you're battling with? Are you having problems signing into your account? Share your tech problems with City Trends and we will get the experts to help you solve them. Send us your problems via WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. You can also send us a tweet using the hashtag CityTrends. Well, if you didn't know, this is the show that brings you up to date with everything happening within the world of tech, both in Ghana and, um, yeah, anywhere else where tech happens. Um, we have a number of segments, some very core segments, and then some new segments that we are trying to bring you for this year. So, we have um, four main segments on the show. We have the how-to segment, the app segment, your tech, and trending. Now, for... Um, the how-to segment, this is basically the segment where we try to basically give you a sense of some of the technology terms or features or key innovations, what they mean, and briefly explain it to you, the listener, so you can basically get a better understanding of it. And so for this year, so last year was Jeffrey who was basically handling the segment. For this year, we have a new member of the production team joining us, and that is Nidaku Otu. Ni, what's up? <coughs> yes. Hello, everybody. Yes, hello. So, Ni <laughs> will be the one in charge of the how-to segment, giving us um, some of the terms, some of the features, some of the key innovations um, with specific things um, that we sometimes even take for granted, sometimes we have no idea about, sometimes it's just complete shocker to us. So, Ni, quick introduction. Who are you? What do you do? And um, what should we expect this year? Okay. Hello, everybody. My name is Ni Dako Otto. Um... Um, uh, I work at City TV and now I'm on air at City <laughs> FM. <laughs> um, 
So basically, I'm a director at CTTV. Um, I do a bit of almost everything, yeah, but that's, that's where we like it. Mainly director and also, yeah, yeah, a bit of everything. Right. Yeah. Right. So I mean, so um, in case you hear his voice, basically know that um, he is going to be bringing you up to date with some of the some of the things that we. What is USB 3.0, for example? You know, some basic things. I mean, even even like taking pictures with your phone. Right. People, How to do it. You know, somebody has an How iPhone 11. Properly. Properly. How to do it properly. Because you have an iPhone 11 and you see, like, the person is taking pictures and then see somebody using a Samsung what s5 tell it and, and the, the pictures are better than and you're like ah, but i have what's iphone what's 11. how can i pay seven thousand eight thousand iphone phone anyway and so sometimes yeah. it's just as simple as understanding how it works the parameters in the camera the uh, extent of the camera what you can do with it right third-party software apps that you can use to utilize the full potential of your okay. camera sensor stuff like that that's what we're talking about you know yes you yes. Let, let me start with a small hint small. we are not starting today but you know right now when you upload to your when you upload your status on your whatsapp right okay you know that you can straight away send it to share, facebook share, quick share it straight. quick share it yeah but, but we'll you, tell you about it you know later, later. it's not today <laughs> it's not for today so that's new daku Otu. he will be the one who will bring you that now the man who handed the how-to segment over to Nidaku. i haven't handed over is sorry he will hand he has handed over no not spirit. yet so he's not going to do it officially yeah um he's he's jeffrey jeffrey Rokusapo, um has been with the show right from the beginning um he's a man who is in charge and has always been in charge of the app segments now um, i'm guessing that you have a you know, like I have a smartphone, use it for a number of things. Um, but some of the apps that you have on your phone, you're not really sure what they do. Sometimes you have some things you want to do, but you're not sure which apps would really, really work for you. Well, that is Jeffrey's job. His job is to highlight various categories of mobile applications or mobile phone applications and help you to understand their users. You know, it can be games, it can be weather apps, it can be productivity apps, whichever one it is. Jeffrey's job is to make sure he brings you up to date with that. But there's something that we are trying to do, which is push, push local apps. Yep. Exactly. So, Jeffrey, tell us um, about that. So, this year, this is what I'm planning to do. I have gone to some people and told them that I want to be as diverse as possible. Right. You know, last year, we brought only one app for women specifically hmm. which was just clue right this year we'll do more of that right. more women oriented women oriented apps mobile apps um if you're an you're in ghana you have an app charlie you people it's difficult getting you sometimes <laughs> do not be shy build the app and let us know so we we'll tell the world about it that's all we are asking so sometimes i go to the place or i send an email you right. this app i want to talk about it right never get a reply nobody i'm like yo let us know so we'll tell the world i want to you know maybe maybe it's not ready yet so why is it on the store that one is a different conversation so why is it so basically what we're saying is if you're a mobile app developer from ghana and you're building an app or you are thinking about building an app this is the platform where you can share your work just let us know send us a tweet um and you can reach um, Jeffrey on Twitter at yes, um, my handle is at OJ Sapon, and um, for the man who I am supposed to hand over to, there's something he did not tell you. People. Okay, boss, he's a device freak. <laughs> oh, boss, you go to the kitchen, everyone is having lunch. 
but don't do that. Then Charlie, he's reviewing some device like that. Then you see Nita Akun on his phone with some huge headset. Go and check the screen, Charlie. He's checking some device review that watching something. So yeah, you you might be getting you might be getting a lot of um, device reviews as well from uh, from me. But yeah. Jeffrey on Twitter is at OJ Sapon, and officially the man I hand over to is at Nidako N E E D A R K U. You so know the Nidako the needs them plenty for town. There are too many needs in town. So we have to have one unique this one. one. Is so it's N E E D A R K U. So yeah. You can follow Nidako <laughs> on Twitter and let him know some of the things that you want explanations about. If there's something that you've heard in the office, people are having an argument about, just let Nidako know. I will know. gladly share, do the homework for you. Share a tweet with him and then let us know what is happening. So, one of the other apps, one of the regular, um, sorry, one of the regular segments that we have on the show is the Your Tech segment. Now, Your Tech segment basically focuses on specific technology challenges that you, the listening public, face. And we try to get the experts in to answer them and find solutions for them. And we have a new member of the team um, who will be um, what, what, helping wait, us. What are you doing? Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry, sorry. Chuck, Yo, Chuck, Chuck. hold on. Chuck, Chuck. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, you have missed the term Her Royal Highness. We have a new one. HRH. You know what I'm saying? This one is not just Her Royal Highness. You know what I'm saying? This is Elegantus Eleganta. You know what I'm saying? Miss LED. Imperial Highness. You already know. Her Imperial Majesty. So, um, so we have a new member of the team. Um, obviously, um, the team is excited to have her on the team, of course. Um, so Ellen, Charlie, Charlie, Ellen, Ellen, Ellen is with our online department. So yep. Ellen, thank you so much for joining us on You're the welcome. team. So you'll You're be welcome. handling the your tech segment. Yep. So voice alone tell us, tell us, tell us about what we should expect this year. Okay. Um. First of all, I want to say I'm really, really, really excited to be on the team. We're happy to have um, you. Charlie, being the only female <laughs> pressure day here. Hey. But but it will be. But then um this year with the, your tech segment, basically the problems you have, any problem you have with your phone, your iPad, or your laptop, Charlie, your phone has fallen into water. Any, you are seeing some ants walking on your screen. <laughs> just get in touch with us, and then Wait, we would provide. It's not ants, oh, they are referred to as sugar babies. <laughs> <laughs> sugar babies. What are they going to look for when they say no? They like electricity. <laughs> sugar babies. So I mean, you can, you can, you can, you can reach Ellen on Twitter. Yep. Yes. How can we do that? Um, the handle is at e a dapa. The dapa is d a p double a h. Scrap e a dapa. So let's go through that handle dapa. again. <laughs> at it's on Twitter at e a dapa. So um, get in touch. Let's get interactive and. Yeah. Let's make this work. And alternatively, um, you can send us a message as well during the show, 0549-986-996. If you're facing any challenge, anything at all, um, just get in touch with us. Send us a message. We'll call you back. And then Ellen will basically get to the bottom of your problem and find you the right person to talk to who can give you your solutions. Um, you can alternatively reach out to us after the show on Twitter. Um, just send us a message using the hashtag C-I-T-I-T-R-E-N-D-S. The final segment of the show is the training segments now the training segment basically um brings you all the top um technology stories of the week um summarized and presented to you in the 
most easily understandable format as possible and um your entry is the yep. man in charge of that so yeah, yeah. i mean like we, we started off last year you joined yeah. the team last year um what what should we expect this year yeah so this year we should be expecting a lot of trending news so we'll be up to date on what's happening in the technology world with special focus on africa yes yeah. special focus on africa so for example there's something happening with kudigo yeah. yeah so kudigo is expanding to nigeria and i think that's big so we reached out to the CEO of Kudigo and actually spoke to him and he has something to say. So okay. we, let's, let's, hear let's hear him out. That is Pan-African. Okay. And using Ghana as our pilot and test market, we try to build a solution in Ghana by thinking about it on an African context. Now, from the very get-go, we understood that to be able to scale, we need to understand the real dynamics of your countries. So as of last year, um, January, we're already having business in Nigeria by working through mostly our channel partners in Nigeria. Okay. And interestingly for us, Nigeria has been our biggest market in terms of revenue and traction. So it seemed prudent to be able to have a fiscal presence in Nigeria as we try to build a Pan-African business which was locally owned. So as you heard there, that is Kingsley. Um, he's in charge of Kudigo. Um, that is the sort of thing that we bring you this year. We'll bring you more local content and, of course, give you a sense of what's happening globally as well. Yeah. So, so Kudigo, Kudigo is, a, is a consumer retail, they're in the consumer retail industry. So they help vendors, businesses sell, they take payments from their customers and they are they're expanding to Nigeria. Mm. It's very big. And when I spoke to him, I actually said they have a lot of customers in Nigeria than in Ghana. Even before they, even before they moved there. So that's, that's wow. why that informed their decision to actually, to actually move there. Wow. And this is a Ghana business. It's a, Ghanian, a Ghanaian, business Ghanaian business moving into new territory. Yeah. I mean, they've been on the show a couple of times as yeah. well. And it's just nice to see, to see you know, Ghanaian yeah. tech companies doing that. Sure. Any, anything else that caught your attention yeah. so, to us this week? Uh, before the year ended, there's a lot of buzz around 5G, 5G, right. yeah, 5G. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Nigeria tested 5G. That was last year. And then we have a couple of African countries who are planning on rolling out 5G. Mm. So there's uh, South Africa. South Africa will be rolling out 5G. And then Nairobi. Uh, a minute. So Nairobi, Kenya, Nairobi South Africa. Kenya. In South Africa, so they are rolling out probably now. We'll be rolling out next week, okay. If I do rule out 5G next week, mm. and uh, I, I got to like think when when are we rolling out 5G ourselves? When, when are we hoping to, even, hoping to roll out 5G? No, first of all, when are we hoping to hear that we might be rolling out even yeah. before the rolling out <laughs> no, begins? How but so basically, 4G? The, you know, because currently it's 3.5 sort of hype because even the 4g itself is a question mm -hmm. so let's not get into that let's one. get down the real 4g you know we haven't started enjoying it <laughs> yet but basically so these these african countries south africa nigeria um kenya kenya will be rolling out 5g, 5G. in 2020 in 2020 that's incredible stuff that's incredible stuff but anyway th so these are the sort of stories that we're yeah. bringing you in 2020 locally relevant um news stories um within the tech ecosystem so yes if you're also out there and um you basically are into something you know that is worth talking about well this is where we're going to be doing it so make sure you get in touch with ya on twitter oi entry oi entry that's just remember that oi entry just tweet at him if there's any incredible tech story that um sometimes you want to verify sometimes you want us to look into for you we'll be doing that on the show last year we introduced the watch out segment yeah. where basically if there is a tech um 
event happening in Ghana, we would want you to know about it so you can go learn what you need to learn there. We are going to continue this year as well. We are going to have this quarter where we bring in some of the most amazing technology um, focused ladies in the country where we're going to be reviewing the quarter you know within the tech space they'll be coming into the studio lady omega hammond big shouts to you thank you so much for making it happen all the time as always we'll be having basically review of various technologies various devices as and when they're released on the full on the show as well and this year hopefully fingers crossed we'll get back to having our debate on the show so it's a very big one the podcasts are always available. Um, you can always access the podcast a day after the show. So tomorrow, today's show will be available as a podcast tomorrow. So you can um, stay tuned in. And guess what? We'll be having some video as well. So for those of you who want to get into the see who is talking and put a face um, to the voice, you'll be getting a bit of that this year as well. It's a packed year. It's a packed show as always. And we love to bring it to you. So a big thank you to um, the entire production team as well for for helping to put the show together and thank you to you for tuning in and um, being a part of this journey with us it's going to be a great year i do hope you stick and stay around and enjoy it but then till next week stay, stay tech -y. Tech -y.